Welcome to the Faith Renewed Podcast. I'm Pastor Terry Rogers, and I want to thank you for listening to this message. If you want to learn more about Faith Renewed, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. Good morning. Good to see you today, man. Just smile at me. It just makes me feel better. All right, would you smile at me? Yeah, so good to have you this morning. There's a lot of people in here hanging out with us today for our 11 a.m. Resurrection Sunday service, and I'm glad you're one of them. And uh, it could be you might be in the house uh, with us for the very first time. It could be you at home. We love our online family and community, and so again, we're just excited to be able to connect with you as well. But if it's your first time, we just want to tell you we're glad you're here. Faith family, would you do? Would you let our first time guests know you love them? Come on, let them know it. Yeah, yeah, amen. Excited to have you again. If you are joining us online, drop a comment. Let us know where you're at. If it's your first time, uh, we would love to again connect with you. Click that new here link and um, uh, just again get plugged in and be a part, even from afar, if you have to be again to what God's doing here. But again, I'm glad you're here. Tell, look at your neighbor, smile at them real big, and just tell them this. There's a lot of people in the room. Yeah, tell them. Say, there's a lot of people in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but say, say, you pick the best looking one, but sit beside. Amen. Come on, tell them that. <clears throat> yeah, you pick the best looking one to sit beside. I just, hey, man, I, I tell you, I love it. Well, I am. I am so glad you're here. And uh, one of the things we do here, if this is your first time with us, uh, we go to the Bible every week. And, um, and we just believe it's true. So we actually give Bibles to people who don't have them because we believe every person should. And so we'd love for you to have one. Stop by Connect if you need a Bible. But uh, we also do it this way. We do it digitally. We all those great ways. You'll see the words on the screen today as we uh, spend some time in God's Word today. But if you have your Bible, do this with me. If you would turn with me to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28. And uh, I like your excitement. If you're, again, new here, get excited with us. Jump right in, man. You'll feel weird if somebody's having a good time and you just having to watch. So don't just watch that. Jump in and enjoy this thing with us. But if you use the YouVersion Bible app, really cool Bible app. If you're not familiar with that, it's a great app to download, check out. So you can just read the Bible anywhere you're at, anytime. But uh, we use it here where you can click on more at the bottom right corner of that app and then events. Then click right on Faith Renewed, and you can actually just ride along with me from uh, your phone. Follow right along. So, But if you've got it, Matthew chapter 28, would you say, I have it? Cool. Let's read it. Verses 1 through 8. It says this. It says, now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn. Well, we say Sunday morning. Amen. Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. For an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. That's a bad angel right there, son. I'm telling you right now. And for me, I use the word bad in a good way. All right. So as a bad angel, amen. That is, that is such a cool picture that the word paints for us of victory right there. But I love it. But, but just sat on it. Verse 3, his countenance was like lightning. His clothing, as white as snow, and as beautiful as some of y'all's Easter outfits today. Amen. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. 
for he is risen. Amen. Ain't that good news? For he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay and go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And indeed, oh man, I love that. He is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him and behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. Whew. Tell your neighbor, man, my Jesus is alive. Would you do that? Yeah, my Jesus is alive. Let's pray. God, we thank you for, again, the privilege, the honor that it truly is together. And just, just open up your word. And uh, Lord, we just thank you for each person who is gathered with us right now in this place, God. Or they're at home, God. They're a part of what you're doing in this moment. So God, we open our hearts to you. We thank you for the resurrection. And Lord, we celebrate it today, all that it brings to us in Jesus' name. Would you say it? Amen. Amen. If you're new here, we're, we do sermon series, and um, we'll stay there as long as the Lord would have us there. But um, I, I want to introduce a series that we're going to be kicking off soon, and it's called Relationship Goals. And uh, I'm, I'm really pumped about this series. It's going to be the next series we do as a, as a church family. And so I hope you'll be here for that series as we dig into those relationships in our life that matter most. And um, we're going to be, again, looking at just practical things in our life. Life of you know relationships in marriage, family, singleness, all those things, children, God. I mean, it's just going to be a good time. So I hope you again, you'll make plans to be here, be a part of that series. But we're currently in a series right now called Why? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and in this series, we've been kind of like digging into scripture learning why we believe what we believe as a church. And we've been answering some of those why questions that kind of come up in life. Uh, like last week, uh, man, I, we talked about why do bad things happen? And it's tough. We are in this fallen world and bad things happen. And, uh, and it's tough. If you've missed that or any of those messages, you, you can do this. If you're not familiar, we, we have a podcast. We, we share all of our media, all free. Check us out on Apple Music, Spotify, YouTube, all those places. And, and go back and listen. Get the word in you. How many of those the word brings healing and hope, life to us? Amen. And so don't let Sunday be your only feeding. Amen. We eat good around here, I believe, because we stay in the word. But, man, feed every time and every opportunity opportunity that you can. But um, today in this series called Why, I want to look at why the resurrection. Amen. Why is the resurrection so important for us as believers? And I don't know about you, but I love me some Resurrection Sunday. Come on. Amen. I love Easter. I love what that brings. Some have called this day the Super Bowl for Christians. Yeah, the Super Bowl for Christians. And I mean, that's, that's cool. I, I'm, I'm down. Uh, that's okay. But um, if, if I were to use the sports analogy to describe, you know, this day, I would probably say more this is the Bassmaster Classic for Christians. Come on. <clears throat> Come on. A real sport. Amen. Real stuff. Amen. Now, nothing wrong with the other. Uh, you may say this is the Masters of all uh, that. We just, the Masters last week, God put his green coat on, one to go. I mean, World Cup, wh wherever it is for you. Cool analogies, but I think they can take away a little bit from how important this day is. I believe it can take away because what happens when we make this day the Super Bowl for Christians and, and we make it like this big deal as it is, and it is so important and so much hinges on this day, what can happen when we do that is that after that day's over, 
man, who won the game? All right, let's go back. We'll see what happens next year. I don't want that for you this Easter. I don't want that for you because the resurrection of Jesus, that is something that shapes every day of our life if we let it. That is a, that is a moment in time and what God does there for us is something that will shape every day for me and you. Yesterday, we had someone, man, we, if you don't know this, if you're a member here, man, you are awesome, by the way. We have some incredible family church members in this house. If you're, if you're not connected, I, I encourage you, learn more about this place. Get plugged in here. God's doing some really cool things. But we have, like, amazing people. One of those amazing people stopped by our house yesterday, and they brought us a homemade pie. Amen. Who's already thinking about Easter dinner? I mean, y'all ex- excited? Come on, somebody's on it. Yeah, a couple people, y'all. I'm, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that, man. I may preach faster today than normal, and, uh, and I'm, ex- I'm excited about that. But they, they brought by, and this was what was cool. They called it a fruit of the forest pie. And I, they started telling me, explaining it to me, that it had raspberries, strawberries, blueberry, apple. And I was like, that's a fruit of the spirit pride right there, son. And I was, ex- I, I was excited. And, and Angel made this statement. She said, this pie is going to go great with Easter dinner tomorrow. Come on. Yeah, I was like, this is going to go great with Easter dinner tomorrow. And I, I got to thinking about that. And I'm like, I'm not bound by religious tradition. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about. I'm not bound. I don't celebrate the resurrection being once, once a year, man. I celebrate Jesus being alive every day of my life. Amen. I'm not under the law. I'm not under bondage. I'm excited about some. I'm going to find out how good that is this afternoon because my wife, (laughs) my wife will not let me have that pie, but I hope it's as good as it sounds because I'm looking forward to that. I don't want that for you. I don't, I don't want this to be a build up and then the day's over and then it goes back to life as normal. I want the resurrection to be something that shapes our life. And so this is my prayer, right? And this is my hope for us, that what we get out of this message today, what we dig into this word is we talk about why the resurrection is so important. I hope it just brings hope to you, healing to you, whatever it is today that you need, because this is an important day. Now, the resurrection, this is not something, I'm not going to pretend to think that in any way I can in one Sunday get up here and tell you how big a deal this is. I can't. I, so that's why I hope you just keep coming and keep digging into to how powerful this day truly is. But the resurrection does a few things for us. The first of all, that I just wanted to share some things God put on my heart, and we were singing about it today. Worship team, incredible, guys. I love y'all, man. We were singing it. But the first thing is this, is that the resurrection brings victory for us. Amen. Like victory. I'm talking about not the L column. We are in the winning column. We have victory for us. Now, victory is one of those things that you don't truly experience until the end. Now, but I feel like, and I I truly think that, man, we can begin to step into how important the victory is now. Now, this is something that when we get to heaven, when we see God, and and today, if you're a believer in Christ, you're victorious in him. If today you haven't yet surrendered, if you're watching, you're like, man, I'm just kind of checking this thing out today. Listen, there's a winning team, and his name's Jesus, and, and, and you can be a part of that. You can surrender your life to him today, but victory 
idolatry is one of those things that you don't truly experience in full until like the very end. Now, this is why Christ made a statement, it is finished. This is why he made a statement that this is the end. Now, he was saying that this is the end because it opened up for us a new beginning. It opened up for me and you victory. Now, this is why, because we we got in here Friday night and it was a beautiful crowd, beautiful service. The Spirit of God was just in the room with us as we were getting in here on what we call, as believers, Good Friday. Now, Good Friday is a day to where, like, when we remember what Christ did on the cross for us, that he lays his life down, he, he gives his life for me and you, and it was, it, was, it was a special time. Now, that is part of what we call the gospel message. Pastor Lou was sharing earlier that the good news of what Christ did for us was come out of heaven and come to earth. And, like, in our place, like, for me, he dies for my sin. He gets on a cross for me and for you. And, and it's beautiful. We remembered that day on Friday. Now, this is what can happen for a lot of us. We can get stuck in Friday. We, we can get stuck in Friday moments because this is what happens. There has to be a death for there to be a resurrection. Now, when we talk about the resurrection of Jesus, when we're using those terms, this is what we believe. We believe that Jesus truly laid his life down, that he gave his life. He did that for me and you. Now, this was something that for years that, that had been prophesied. You go back into the Old Testament, like 700 years before any of this ever took place, he, he declares that Jesus is going to come and lay his life down. Now, we know this about what Christ does because we have now the luxury of being able to read the story that has taken place and become a part of that by putting our faith in Christ ourselves. And so this is what Jesus said. Jesus said in Mark chapter 10, verses 33 and 34, this is one of the gospels. Mark is one of the gospels. Four gospels are written to describe the life of Christ. And it says this in verse 33. It says, behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. And this is Jesus speaking. And it says, and the son of man will be betrayed to chief priest and to the scribes and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles and they will mock him. They will scourge him, spit on him and kill him. But the story doesn't end there. Our text in the opening said that he is risen just as he said. Because the story doesn't end there because it says, and the third day he will rise again. Amen. So Jesus today is alive and it happened, I believe, just as he said it would happen. Now, this is what can take place. If you get caught up in Friday, you will feel like you're in defeat. If you stay in those moments, because Christ did this, he freely gave his life on that Friday. So for us to have victory on what we celebrate on this Sunday. And so he does this for me and you. He, there is no man that took the life of Christ. He gives that for us freely. That's what love does. He gives his life for me and you. Now, it's funny how sometimes, a man, I didn't realize some of the songs that were being sung that they were declaring, because I don't think they were actually on the schedule. There was just some spontaneous flow. But there is no rival to Jesus. 
Like this, this what took place on Friday was, wasn't like, man, this is a big rivalry. This is the big game. This is the one. Let's see who the outcome is and let's see who wins it this year. You know what I'm talking about? Like, again, this was no rival. It, it, ain't it funny how, like, some of the things that we make rivalries? Yeah. I mean, Clemson and South Carolina, that used to be a rivalry. Amen. Somebody, somebody said still it. Somebody, it used to be a rivalry, but in like 2013, almost a decade ago, South Carolina quit winning. And, uh, and they. God, man, it. That didn't work at 9 a.m. either. Come on, we're Clemson fans. Where you at? Come on, help me out, somebody. Leaving a brother up here by himself. Man, what's wrong with y'all? Come on, somebody. Amen. It was a joke. 9 a.m. didn't appreciate it either. Amen. But it's like not a rivalry if you know who's going to win. <laughs> Some of y'all know it's not a rivalry. You're right. No, but it can, it, things can change. I mean, things can happen, possibly. But things can go down. But I, don't want, I want you to see what Christ did for us. It wasn't like, well, man, I wonder if he's going to do what he said he would do. No, no. Jesus declared this. He spoke this. And when I say that he was victorious, I want you to see he was victorious in every way, down to the place where he himself said, they are not the ones who take my life. I give it for you. I lay it down. He said this. John said it in another gospel. We see where it describes the words of Jesus. It says, no one takes it from me. Jesus speaking. But I lay it down of myself. And I do this. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to take it again. And this command I have received from my Father. This is what Christ did for us. The cross that he got on for me and you was just part of what was setting up victory for me and you. It was just part of this. Oswald Chambers said it like this. The cross did not happen to Jesus. He came on purpose for it. And so again, this was the setup because on that third day, he steps out of the grave victorious, bringing victory to me and to you today. This is what the resurrection does. I I love in Colossians chapter 2, it reads in the Message Bible like this, verses 13 and 14, that when you were stuck in your old sin-dead life, when you were defeated, when, when Terry was defeated, when, when there was no chance of victory, when there was no hope, we were incapable of responding to God, but God did this, God brought you alive so again, the victory that Christ did on the cross wasn't just his victory as ours. What he did for me and you makes victory and brings victory into our heart. He said he brought you alive right along with Christ. Oh man, think of it. All sins forgiven, the slate wiped clean, that old arrest warrant canceled and nailed to Christ's cross. What Christ did for me and you, the victory to that, that that brings for us today, is not like I'm hoping this thing works out. That maybe the rivalry will flip this year. No, that we are victorious. Tell your neighbor in case they're wondering, you are victorious in Christ. Amen. Tell, tell the one you left out on the other side. Look at them now and say, you are victorious in Christ. Amen. 
Amen. Secondly, this is a guy, this is the so important that we grab this. Secondly, he brought us victory, but not only did he bring us victory, this victory is not short-lived. This is not something that maybe next year that will change. No, this victory for us and Jesus defeating the grave is so important because it did this. Him coming alive brought life to us today. That brought life to me and to you today. And so because again, death is one of those things like that when you're going through those moments with someone, like when you lose someone that you love and we've all faced situations like that. We talked last week about, again, why bad things happen. And we know this, this, this fallen world brought sin into this world. But for us as believers, for those who have put faith in Christ, death's not the end. The grave shows us that, that again, that it was, it was a, for Christ, it was a temporary thing because he's alive today. Now, this is what this does for us. It brings hope to me and you that we have life available. It brings hope to me and you today that we have life as well. Now, when, when I, this word here, because when we're speaking of life, I want you to see it for like how, how, how important that the word paints the picture of what life is. The scripture describes that there is an everlasting, eternal life that we can have. All right. We also know this, apart from Christ, when we haven't yielded to him, we haven't just trusted in Jesus. That's all it is today. Have we trusted in Jesus? The scripture talks about, it shows us, it paints a picture that there is also an eternal punishment. Now, like, man, I know like, maybe this is not fun on Resurrection Sunday to speak about this, but this is, this is very important because it makes the resurrection so much more beautiful. It brings so much more hope because we know this today. When we trust in him, we don't have to face that everlasting death. We have everlasting life available. In Matthew, another one of those gospels, it says in 25, verse 46, this is what takes place one day. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Eternal life, me and you, eternity with Jesus. This word means this. It means without ceasing and never ending. So again, when I'm speaking about the life that Jesus brings, there's no life here on this earth that can compare. We think about like, man, this is how it's going to be. I don't, want to, I don't know if I want eternity of this. No, you have to understand how beautiful eternity is with Jesus, how incredible this life is with him. And so he says, this is what's available because he defeated the grave. He showed power over death and he reveals that to us. He shows us now that we can have power over it ourselves. Now, this is how it works. When Jesus, he attends a funeral service of one of his good friends in Scripture, you can look at in John chapter 11, you'll see a story about where Jesus comes and he comes to this funeral of a good friend of his named Lazarus who had passed away. It had been now four days past. He shows up on the scene and then like, and now he's like, he, he's ready to do something. Now, have you ever felt like, man, Jesus, you're late? Come on, you know, you ever felt like that, man? Like some of y'all, like, where are you at? If, like, we pull a mark, if you would have been here. Amen. But you have to understand Jesus. He was trying to show them something. He was trying to show a picture that he had victory over death. 
Now, he does it this way in this story. He does it by attending this funeral and then making a statement. And we know, if you know the story, this, this guy named Lazarus actually gets up out of the grave, comes back to life. He is resurrected. Again, Jesus is just trying to show them, I have power over that. And for us, every Christian family member who has went on, they're alive today. Come on, they're, they're alive in this moment. They're alive today. And this is what this means for us. We have eternal life. Now, Jesus says something. He says this to them as they're struggling with that situation, as we all do. Jesus says something to the sister of Lazarus who was struggling with why Jesus hadn't showed up yet. He makes a statement. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. Oh, man. He said, I am the resurrection and the life. So Jesus didn't just resurrect. He is the resurrection. So we're not just celebrating what he did. We're celebrating today who he is. Amen. And he makes this claim. I am the resurrection and the life. Now, this is what's, this is what's beautiful about this statement. He says, he who believes in me, who trusts in him, who surrenders and commits their life to him, he who believes in me, though he may die, Though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. And he asks this question, like, do you believe this? Do you, do you believe this is true? He makes this statement today in showing them and revealing them that he has life. Now, this is what's beautiful about what Christ did. The victory that he brought for us, the life that he gives, he makes this statement again. It does it about himself, that he is alive forevermore. Now, in, in the book of Revelation, in chapter 1, verses 17 and 18, that same guy named John who wrote what we just read by the power of the Spirit, he is taken to an island for, you know, again, he's put on an island, and while he's there, he gets, again, a visitation from the Lord. And, and again, when you get visitations from the Lord, they can mess with you sometime. Amen? They can, they can mess with you. But this is what happens. In verse 17 of Revelation chapter 1, Jesus makes the statement that is so important for me and you to hear. He says in verse 17, again, this is where John falls down before Jesus. He says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me saying to me, do not be afraid. Man, I love the victory that in Christ that that brings. This is not a fear thing of the Lord. Man, we have, a, we have a, again, a, a God who wants to be in a personal relationship. And this is what he says. He says, I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And then Jesus amens himself. Amen. And I have the keys of Hades and of death. So this is what this means for us. We don't have to have eternal death. Eternal life's available. Eternal life is available for me and you. And life is available for us right now. I mean, some of us, again, we're living like it's Friday. I mean, we're still stuck in those moments of, again, where it feels like, man, where are you at? Everything's gone. But listen, today he brings life into those situations. Now, he doesn't only just do that. He does it like this. Thirdly, we see that Christ does this. He brings hope. That's an important word. Because, man, think about this. Those guys who watched Jesus, the one that they had been following for three years, they had watched him be nailed to that cross. 
They had watched him give his life. And they felt like in those moments, man, there was no hope. I don't know if you've ever been hopeless. I don't know if you've ever like felt like it. Maybe today, this is a day like, man, I, I, I'm there, bro. I, I feel like I'm hopeless today. I want you to understand something about the resurrection. I want you to understand something about what Christ does. He brings hope to us today. He is our living hope. He brings hope to us in this moment. And hopelessness is a tough place to be. It's a very hard time. But I want you to see something about this word hope. When we read it in scripture and we see that word, sometimes we put our English spin on it. Hoping for us in the English sometimes is like, man, I hope my team wins. Come on. I hope. I ain't gonna say it. I'm not gonna say it. I, I, I got in trouble at 9 a.m. So I hope my team wins. Let's just leave it at that. So I hope my team. Listen, when we're talking about hope that Christ brings, it's not a hope. Because the scripture, when you study out that word, it means that we have a confident expectation. It means that we have a strong and confident expectation in what now Christ has done. So the resurrection for you is not, I hope this works out. No, the resurrection for us is that I have a strong and confident expectation that man, hope can come into my hopeless situation and God can bring hope to me today. So that means right now, if you need healing, there's hope for you. Not like I hope. No, if there's struggle in your marriage or family or home, it's not a hope. It works out. Listen, there is a hope available for us today. He's available now. But for some of us, listen, we feel like death Friday instead of resurrection Sunday. Now listen, but I want you to see this. The hope of the resurrection and what that brings again is so, again, so much different. And this, this morning, if you're stuck on Friday, listen, I want you to know this is Sunday and he's here and he's alive. And almost, and this is one of those things that I've seen is that Saturday can be just as bad and almost worse as Friday. Because at least on Friday, man, when things happen in your life, sometimes there's at least people around. But Saturday, man, when everything kind of scatters and you're in the middle and you're waiting, and you're wondering, man, now what do I do next? I want you to see this again. Think about that for a moment, that, man, when we're in Friday, when that just happens, a lot of times, even sometimes we're in shock about what just took place. But Saturday, it starts kicking in. Saturday, when you're in the middle of it and, you, and things aren't going the way you're hoping, and man, like, it's like, man, now this is my new reality. I, I want you to see something. The resurrection of Jesus, it is what's true. It is what's real. It brings hope and resurrection and life to us today. And so he takes us from the Friday to the Saturday, places us now in Sunday, and shows that we have victory over death. We have hope and in hopeless situations. And so that's what's available for me and you today. He overcame the grave. Listen, so, so tell your neighbor, say, man, quit being hopeless. Hope is here. Hope is here. Oh man, it's, um, I, again, I love this word, what this produces for us. Now I want you to see something that, man, in, in, our, in our text today, man, we see that when Jesus speaks these words, that, man, he is now risen from the grave just as he said. What has he said to you? What has he said about you and your situation? 
What has he said right now? So you, you go to God's word. You find hope in what he has spoken. You lean in and you trust on what he said. Not what the enemy says. Not what the world said. Not what's, what everything else. What does he say about you? Now, this is why this is so important. And Paul, the apostle Paul, spends some words in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He makes this statement. He claims these words. And I love this because there's so much resting on what he said. Now, again, so much resting on something, someone who, again, he had an encounter with Christ, the risen Lord. So this is what he, his takeaway. He's speaking now. He's making the declaration in 1 Corinthians, and it's in chapter 15. If you've never studied the book of 1 Corinthians, we're, we're doing that as a church family on Wednesday nights. Yeah, and so you're welcome. You're invited to join us on Wednesday nights. We're going straight through that book right now. And so, but in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Verses 3 through 8, it says this. Now, Paul, again, declaring, he's kind of summarizing the appearances of Jesus. So, again, what he's speaking and the truth that he's proclaiming, this was not just like a little, like, one time somebody thought they saw Jesus, and now that's a fable or a fairy tale. That's not what we're speaking about today. This is how he described it. In verse 3, he said, For I delivered to you, First of all, all that which I also received. And I, and it's, I just want you to hear this. We're supposed to give away what we've been given. Amen. And I'm telling you, you'll be miserable until you do. I mean, even with just today, if this is all, this is it. This is what you're getting today. What God's going to give you today, we are supposed to give that away. And so again, this is what he does. I give to you that which also I received. And this is what he received. The good news that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried, but not the end. And that he arose again the third day, according to the scriptures. And that he was seen by Cephas, then by the twelve. After that, he was seen by over 500 brethren at once, Again, so this wasn't just like a one. To, no, this and there are many people who saw him. Many who were there when he was making this claim. He says over five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain to the present, but some have fallen asleep, and some have have passed. But again, temporary because life is what Christ brought. Verse seven. After that, he was seen by James, then by all the apostles, then last of all. He was seen by me also as by one born out of due time. This is our hope today. This is our hope that what we're talking about today is not just a, is something, again, an event that happened, but the person of Jesus that he is the resurrection. He is the life. He is our hope. He is the one who brings it. And there's so much resting on this because this is the truth. Like if he didn't do this, we're wasting our time right now. If he hadn't got up, if he didn't resurrect, today, me and you are waiting. We could go fishing. But I believe everything hinged on this moment. And he goes on like, he gets very serious about this claim. Paul goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 15, drop down to verse 4. He says, if Christ is not risen, and our preaching is empty, and our faith is also empty, Christ hadn't got up, if Christ had not resurrected, we're wasting our time. 
There's no hope for this, but I believe this today. That means with the resurrection, our faith can be full. That means with the resurrection, there is hope for your hopeless situation. He goes on to say in verse 17, he's like, if Christ is not risen, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. This is what this means for us. Christ didn't die. If he didn't shed the blood that we remembered on Friday when we took communion together, there's no forgiveness of sins. But because of the resurrection, because it is true, there is forgiveness today for your sin. There is hope for you today. And like some of us, we can look at our life and like, man, is there truly forgiveness for that, Pastor? Yeah. Why? Because of the resurrection of Jesus. Because he's alive today. And angels said it, man, we're the only ones who are talking to a risen God who hears us when we pray. And I'm going to ask you, if you would, to stand with me, please. And as you stand, I'm going to ask you to take a moment, bow your heads, close your eyes. And we're getting ready to sing a song of celebration about the resurrected hope that we have today, the living hope that we have in Jesus but before we do that right now, I want you to bow your heads, close your eyes, please. And if you would, just as reverently as you can, if you don't have to leave, would you stay with us for just a moment? Because I want to speak to every person right now in this room, every person today listening at home. You may be listening even later down the line, a podcast that may be later on down the line. The Holy Spirit is here. He's speaking today. He's drawing hearts to Him. And the resurrection of Jesus today, it brings victory when there feels like defeat. It brings life when it feels like death. It brings hope when it feels like hopelessness. It's what Christ did for me and you. And his heads are bowed, eyes are closed today. Some of you in this room, you feel defeated. Listen, we've been there, I've been there. Some of you feel defeated, some of you feel hopeless. But the resurrection of Christ is the answer. What Jesus did for me and you is what matters most. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I have to ask this. And, and today, you at home and you in this room, I wanted you to ask you this first before we go any further, before we take another step in this service. Have you trusted in Jesus? Have you trusted in Christ? Have you put your faith in the gospel of what Christ did for you? And I want you this morning, listen, as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, listen, I want to ask you this question. Are you as sure as heaven as if you're already there? That's what the gospel means. That's what, when we have faith in him, that's what that says. This is not a, I hope, maybe. No, I have a strong, confident expectation that I'm going to spend eternity with Jesus. Jesus defeated death. He defeated hell and the grave for you to have eternal life. I want to ask you this right now. If you would just be honest, be real. Lord knows your heart. You know it. Listen, are you trusting in him right now? Do you know as if, if this were the day that Jesus opened up the skies, he returned, he received those who put hope and faith in him to be with him for eternity. If that's you and you know that, listen today, we are in just a moment going to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and our living hope. But right now, listen, I want every person to be able to celebrate in that. I want every person to be able to be a part of this moment. But first of all, I want to ask you, listen, have you put trust in Christ? Are you as sure as heaven today as if you were already there? 
If today you say this, I want to trust in Christ. I'm not sure. I don't know. I want to know today, just right where you're standing, not to embarrass you, but to know God is speaking to you and you would just connect with this because we need to confess him today and surrender our life to him. Just so I know, and I'll pray with you right where you're at. If that's you, you say, man, I want to surrender my life to the Lord. I'm not sure. I don't know. But today I want to trust in the resurrection power of Jesus. Just slip up your hand. Just right where you're standing, high as you can. God bless you. Yeah, who else? Raise it up. Raise it up. Listen, I'm telling you, I'm not talking about have you been in church. That's not, that church, that's, that's not it. Have you put trust in Christ? Have you put faith in the resurrection? Who else will say, I want to surrender my life. I want to know. I want to know right now in this moment. Who else? Yeah, who else? Christians pray right now. There may be some standing beside you right now who need their hand up. But listen, I want you to know, listen, how much he loves you. How much he gave his life for you. And so right there where you're at, listen, I want to pray for you. And I want you to just, just simply just talk, cry out to the Lord. Just talk to him today. And you can do it like this. Just say, Father, I come to you and I trust in you. I believe today that your word is true. That the gospel, the good news of what Christ did, he did for me. I believe he took my sin. I believe he took my shame. He, it was nailed to a cross. And he defeated it. And on the third day, he arose from me. Come on, he arose from me. It has to become personal for you. This is, has to become, this is not something that, can your parents' salvation can't save you. Your grandparents' salvation, it can't save you. You have to cry out to him. You have to turn and trust in him. He won't turn you away. But just say this, God, I surrender my life. Turn from my sin and I trust in you, Jesus. And I put faith in you today. And I thank you for the life that it brings, the hope that it brings, the victory that it brings from me. And I receive that now in Jesus' holy name. Can we celebrate with heaven right now what God is doing in this moment? Yeah, can we celebrate with heaven? Come on, give God a praise offering. Some at home, listen, some of you at home, I want you not to wait. There's a next steps link. Click it right now. Don't stop. Click it. If that's you, if you've surrendered your life to Christ, click it right now. Let us know. Listen, if that's you. But as we celebrate in this last song, listen, God didn't just bring you here today to just to hear a story. He brought you here today to meet you personally and to meet your need. And so this is what we're going to do. Listen, as, as we sing this last song as a declaration of faith for all who put faith in Christ, that he is our hope today, we want to pray for you. Any needs in this room, maybe you feel like hopeless right now. You feel defeated. You're a Christian, but man, you feel like, man, I, today I need victory. I'm just, I'm, I'm there. Listen, there's hope available for you. And I want to do it this way. We have prayer team already beginning to make their way down. If you need prayer for any reason at all, any reason at all, we want to pray with you. Listen, it could be, again, a home situation, a family, personal, whatever. But as listen, as they sing this song now, I want you to know this today. Listen, you're just going to be loved on, prayed over, encouraged today in your faith. We believe God's going to do something in your life. So as they sing this song as a declaration to the Lord today, listen, if you need prayer for any reason at all, if you've gave your heart to the Lord, you just want to connect with someone in the room, join us, calm down. We'd love to pray with you today. We'd love to celebrate what God's doing in your life. And we believe this today. Victory is here. Life is here and hope is here today. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for listening to this message. We hope it's been a source of encouragement for you today. If you need prayer or a lot to support this ministry through giving, stop by faithrenewed.org.